Podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to Na 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 Podcast, the Batman podcast for people who love roasts. I'm Danny. And I'm Wallace. And we are watching every Batman movie ever made from 1943 to the present. Wallace, what did we watch this week? So this week we watched Legends of the Superheroes Part 2. That's right. We're wrapping it up. Wrapping it up. What is this? Is this the last one for the 70s? Last Batman movie for the 70s. This is the end of an era. Wow. There's going to be so much less chest hair. <laughs> I'm a little sad about it. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, uh, Adam West has like so defined what Batman is. Even in the ones that weren't Adam West Batman, you can still like feel his influence. Oh, sure, yeah. Like up to, to this point, and that is not going to be the case going forward. Yeah, it's going to be a refreshing change. It's it's so crazy, honestly, when you think about like the institution of Adam West as Batman, because after that, no one else was Batman. Like there's no particular person... I mean, you could argue that, like, Christian Bale is, like, the modern equivalent, but even that's only a movie trilogy. Right. There's no crossover, and that's not what he's known for. And Adam West was, like, the go-to Batman for 13 years in, like, right. every movie, every... More than that, because he was in the, um, uh, the Super Friends, which ran until 1986. Yeah, I mean, he's doing cartoons, he's yeah. doing live-action things. So for basically 20 years, he was Batman. Right, that was his whole thing. Yeah. He never had to do anything else. Commercials, PSAs, movies, TV shows, uh, cartoons, everything. Yeah, and on one hand, it's really nice because he was steadily employed for 20 years as an actor, probably making <laughs> good money. And on the other now hand, we just have to worry about Adam West and yeah. what he's doing. Well, but on the other hand, as an actor, like, can you imagine getting a part that you're like, yeah, I've got this part, and then you're like, I can only do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. No matter what else I do, I'm always going to be Adam West, Batman. Yeah. That's like every actor's nightmare is to be, like, have a role that's, like, great, but then you're, like, defined by that role, and no one can see you as anything other than that role. Right. I'm trying to remember who it is. I, I want to say it's uh, Steve Buscemi says something about, you know, it's better to be typecast than not cast at all. And I guess that's true. Yeah. But I think it's a little different when you're the same person over and over and over. Yeah. So. He, Adam West, we, we mentioned this in a previous episode. He turned down being James Bond. He was offered that role. He said no. That was a bad choice. That was a bad decision. I, don't, I want to know if that was him or if that was an agent being like, hey, if you do James Bond, then maybe you'll be too edgy to be Batman and you'll lose all this Batman money. He said that he felt like James Bond should always go to a British actor. That's so stupid. That's a really dumb opinion. Because actors, <laughs> actors who, should not be allowed to play things that aren't themselves. Right, that's just acting. Yeah. But who got um, the job instead of him for that one? Uh, Roger Moore, I think. Is he British? I think so. I think every bad, uh, uh, Jane Fonda has been British. Well, see, here's my thing. So maybe if Adam West had taken the James Bond role, then James Bond, we'd have more diversity in James Bond. Like maybe we could have a lady James Bond. That'd be maybe cool. Maybe we'd have a black James Bond. They're talking about Idris Elba. Ugh, that would be so good. That'd be great. You've watched Luther, right? Oh, he's so good. So fucking good. Idris Elba's so badass. Yeah, he is just the coolest dude. Yeah. Man. He is hot also. Very hot. Very attractive. Very attractive man. man. Yeah. Super hot. So, 
uh, we, as a podcast, endorse him as, um, I almost said he's Batman. I would also endorse him as Batman. I'd watch that. I think a British Batman would be cool as well. I'd watch that. Adam West, though, has lobbied to be Batman in every Batman movie since ever. Every Batman movie. He's tried to. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. In, In the Tim Burton one, he campaigned really hard to be Batman in that. They said no. In the in the Christian Bale ones, he lobbied to be Batman's dad, who is like the former Batman. Right. Yeah. And they said no. That's a terrible idea. I think they should let him be Alfred, but it would have to be Alfred like in the original cartoons when he kind of fucks things up all the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't be like Michael Caine, Alfred. Yeah, that that'd be something. I don't know. That'd be. I feel like they'd have to be. Yeah, they'd have to be going for a goofier take. Oh, for sure. It wouldn't work in, like, the Christian Bale no. interpretation. No, everything's way too serious. Yeah. But I kind of think Batman's gotten to be too serious. Like, let's be honest. I, I could go for a more lighthearted Batman. I mean, he can still be, like, serious, but yeah. not like the world is ending. It's on Batman's shoulders because... Sure. I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of want to see that again because it's been so long since I've seen a Batman that wasn't just terrible and goofy. I know, right? I feel like when we do finally get there, we're going to be like, "How did this come from what we've seen before?" Yeah. Everyone I've talked to has, has been like, "Oh, you must be dreading seeing like Batman and Robin." I'm like, "No, that sounds great. Yeah, that's going to be amazing." I'm, I can't wait to see George Clooney as Batman. That's going to be so much better than everything we've watched right. until now. I mean, I can't wait to watch Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I'm literally trying to think of a Batman that it would be worse than anything we've watched. And it's impossible. No. That... Because we've watched web series, Batman, that are better than some things we've watched. Oh, absolutely. I, there's nothing worse than those serials. Well, it's... except for some of the fan films. But there's nothing that came out in theaters that... And maybe, like, Chinese water torture. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather be waterboarded or watch the entire serials, both serials back to back? How long do you have to be waterboarded? How long does waterboarding go on? Like a few minutes? Literally don't know. But I think it lasts like almost until you die. But you could almost die in like a minute. It's true. I think about drowning. Alright, let's say an equivalent, about... equivalent amount of time. Eight hours of watching the serials or eight hours of waterboarding? I mean, I'd definitely rather watch the serials. <laughs> I don't know if I would. I just feel like, yeah, I have anxiety. I'd probably have a panic attack during it and, like, die or something. <laughs> I don't know if that but even qualifies as anxiety at that point. Do actively watch the serials? Because that's different. Like, if I could have my phone... They'll have... do, like, the clockwork orange thing where your eyes are, like, held open. Oh, But no. you can't look away. I think that's an impossible decision. <laughs> that's, like, a really tough would-you-rather that applies to specifically just us because no one else in the world watches those serials. No. No, I don't think there's anyone else who's watched no that in like that 50 thing. years. And we don't, I don't want anyone to. No. Not even no, don't, don't watch them. We you originally... Know what we should do? We should like make a DVD series. Like print it all out. Send it to the president. Mm-hmm. Be like, this is a briefing report on the origins of Batman. Maybe he'll watch it. <laughs> he doesn't like listen to any of his briefings anyway. Yeah. So... But Do you think Trump believes Batman is a real guy? That he needs God. to be updated on the origins? I feel like maybe. <laughs> also, is this a dumb question, but is Adam West the voice of Adam West on Family Guy? Yeah. Then in that case, he's been playing himself, Batman, or some version of the Incarnate, for like 40 years. He hasn't had a lot of work. Those are like the two things he's known for. 
He had like some stuff prior to becoming yeah. Batman, but ever since then he's had. Really... I mean, he did have a pretty good guest spot on uh, Big Bang Theory recently. Oh yeah, it's kind of sad. I don't like that show. I don't really either, but my dad likes it, and man, I like when my dad watches TV because very rarely does he actually laugh out loud at things. But mm-hmm. sometimes watching Big Bang Theory, he like belly laughs, mm-hmm. and it is very funny. That's kind of sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's one of those things that I'm like, I will watch the show because you enjoy it. Uh, we're not done with Adam West, by the way. He's he's going to pop up a few more times. Of course he is. Yeah. There's an Animaniacs uh, episode where Batman shows up and he plays Batman. Okay. Um, there's Return of the Cape Crusaders, an animated movie that came out in 2016. Cool. There's a documentary featuring him. There's a bunch of stuff where he's going to pop up, but he's not going to be defining the role in the same way cool. he has been. Which means we don't have to see his nipples as much. <laughs> there's I'm, too much bad. There's too much bad nipple. Too much bad nipple. It's very bad. So let's talk about what we watched this week. It's Legends of the Superheroes Part Two: The Roast. Right. So Part One was the um, challenge. The challenge. Yes. Uh, the challenge was watching it. <laughs> um, it. But it was like a a group of supervillains who were arch enemies of. The superheroes who set up this plan that could have easily destroyed everyone else except for them, but then it's they not invited what the, plan the superheroes was. to come and stop them. They had a bomb. I don't. I, maybe it was like a vaporizer. <laughs> it's like it just gonna just blow everyone. Up. Some kind of doomsday device. Not clear what that was. But basically, they were like, "Come stop us, superheroes." <laughs> oh no, don't spank us. <laughs> um, that's what it felt like to me. And it's so pretty accurate. Now, part two is a roast uh, hosted by Egg McMahon, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, the real Ed McMahon. The real one, yeah. Uh, Tonight Show and uh, Star, Shirt, Star Search fame. Mm-hmm. Um, he really is. I mean, when you watch him, it's like a totally different kind of of hosting compared to anything that you'd have now. Yeah. Like, you couldn't put Ryan Seacrest in this position and have it be something that you would enjoy watching. You couldn't make this today. No. This could not, you could not do this period no. today. No. This is, is very much of its time. It's so goofy and so cheap. Yes. And they, they, it just would not happen. It was literally made with VHS and, like, a... Laugh track. Yeah. In my research of it, that was like what it said. It was like made from VHS and laugh track. I was going to say, it looks like a home movie. Yes. It looks like, like if it was a home movie, I'd say this is like a good quality, like high budget home movie. To me, this is like what a bunch of 13, 14 year olds, like who just watch Comedy Central roasts. Mm Mm-hmm. Would do in their basement. This is not actually a roast. We should, we should clarify that. No, it's it's not. The people who made this... They don't understand what a roast actually is. Maybe this is what roast used to be, though. I don't think so, because it's not even... Also, group roasts don't make sense. What do you mean? Like, to roast ten different people at the same time? No. That doesn't make sense. Normally, the way a roast works is you have one person who's being roasted and, like, a bunch of other people on the dais, and most of the energy is going towards the one person, and the other people catch, like, a little bit of flack. Right, right. But this is, like... All the superheroes are being roasted collectively. But, like, barely. Yeah. Um, and, uh, ironically, I just watched the episode of The Office where Michael so good. sets up a roast of himself. And I was like, 
that's a better roast than this is. Oh, absolutely. Um, this is not a roast. This is this not is, a roast. This is just superheroes doing jokes and people who they... And, like, walk-ons. Yeah. And, like, a bunch of yeah, celebrity guests. walk-ons. And people who they've created characters that are connected to the superheroes and they're just doing jokes mm -hmm. and a lot of puns. And, uh, we try it. I like I like puns <laughs> a lot. So uh, how does this how does this start out? So it starts out um, like your voiceover, blah 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 blah. They're talking about it, and um, Ed McMahon ends his little intro with, "So if there's any call for their super services tonight, forget about it." And I was like, "Okay, that's being a bad superhero." Yeah. That's, you can't just take the night off. There's no vacation days. You signed up for this. That's like if there's like a roast of like the New York City Fire Department and they're just like, we're just not putting out fires tonight. Right. You can just handle that yourself. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Or like um, if, I don't know, there was like a, ro a roast of the, our current president, which is just like the media all the time. I think there was one, wasn't there? I think there was a couple of years ago. That is so bizarre. I can't get over it. I want it. I want it to work out <sighs> in our favor. Yeah. Did you do anything for the march, the no, ladies' march? I didn't. It's okay. I'm a lady, and I didn't either. But I, I guess I support it in theory. But it just seems like whenever there's a protest that doesn't have like a tangible, specific goal, it just seems like it's theater to me. Well, I mean, I think the the, the goal was to show that here are all these people who are out there feeling the same way you're feeling. Mm -hmm that are peacefully just going to be like, look, this is what we're looking for. Because it wasn't, there were groups that had specific issues that they were after, but most of the people out there were just like looking for a sense of community. I think that's what drew so many people to it. Mm -hmm. For me personally, I didn't go because I was supposed to have a call um, with uh, like a casting person and uh, it didn't ever happen. Mm. But, um, but also I felt like, it would be cool to go, but I didn't feel like this huge need to go because um, I talk about political issues all the time. And I went out and I voted in every election, including midterms, since I was 18. Like, I feel very involved with the process at this point. I feel like most people who know me know where I stand. So I don't feel like not going to that thing made any difference for me personally. I already voted this year, and that's the first time I've ever been politically involved at all so you i feel like voted? i did i voted this time wow yeah that's crazy yeah so you're a racist i'm not a i did <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> i voted for the right I'm person just kidding. i voted for hillary clinton i'm just kidding um i was just saying that you were racist because you didn't vote for barack obama oh yeah that's you know another time another place anyway so the people that were voting into this roast our votes obviously have nothing to do with it, much like the American political system, um, are uh, Captain Marvel, mm -hmm. the Green Lantern, Hawkman, who is... Captain Marvel, the uh, the DC Captain Marvel. Is it DC and a Marvel Captain Marvel? You're in charge of these yeah. distinctions. Uh, Hawkman, who is objectively the worst superhero. Yeah, and the worst costume. And everything about him makes me sad, but he's very physically fit. He's in great shape. Yes. But his costume's all just like foam, rubber, and it looks very bad. Feathers. Uh, and then the Huntress, and the Flash, and Black Canary, and then Robin, who enters 
doing like a bunch of backflips and shit <laughs> while they're talking about his gymnastics again. And then our like biggest like draw is Batman. He's like the last one introduced. I love how the intro is just like, well, oh, we've got this woman with a sonic scream and we got a flying dude and this kid can do backflips. Yeah, exactly. It's like cool. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't seem that impressive compared to everyone else. Right. And so then they're also, they're all standing there, like, in their standard superhero pose, like, hands on their hips, like, chest out. Yeah. And fucking Hawkman has to stand there with just his arms straight out to his <laughs> side. And I was like, how much would that suck? Yeah. How long did he have to stand like that? And why couldn't he just do this? Because he doesn't fly with his arms. He's got giant wings. Yeah. So sticking giant his wings arms out don't is move at all. very stupid. Yeah. So that's where I'm at um so then batman welcomes everyone to the roast and introduces epic man um who has a couple of like nice little quips that are very um timely i can't imagine this being on primetime television now yeah and there being a joke about truman capote that lands well yeah like i it almost feels highbrow in a way yeah uh that that's part of the pop culture at the time I, I guess so. I guess when you compare them, like, linearly, it seems like a lot. Yeah. It's... We we can't have gotten worse since then. This is... No, this would never have aired then, so we've not gotten worse. We've gotten better. Today is better than 1979, right? I don't know. I mean, definitely parts of this are very bad. There were parts that I was just like... Ooh. <gasps> yeah, we'll get to... I, we'll I'm, get there. I, I think yeah. I know exactly what you you're thinking. You do know exactly what yeah. I'm thinking about. Um, I also really liked, he had a line about, um, I haven't seen people dress like this since I had lunch at Alice Cooper's house. <laughs> and I love the idea of Ed McMahon and Alice Cooper having lunch. Yeah. Because knowing how Alice Cooper is now as an old man, mm -hmm. they definitely would have, like, actually bonded and been friends having lunch together. I like that because it was sort of a roast joke. It is. It's a good, like, Ed McMahon was like, oh, it's a roast. I know what I'm coming here to do. And then he was like, no, I don't. Yeah. But I bet they paid him really well. And he wasn't the second banana during this yeah. roast. No one else really knows how to do a roast. But Ed McMahon, that is a joke that fits the format. That's true. Yes. Uh, and then he had that Budweiser joke. I don't remember the Budweiser uh, joke. He had a joke about how, because um, one of these superheroes fell into a vat of something, and that's how he got his powers, uh -huh. I guess. And he was talking about how the same thing happened to him at the, at the Budweiser factory when he was there. He fell into a vat of Budweiser mm -hmm. and then came out and beat up a Clydesdale. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did he really say that? He really did. And it's like so cheesy, but it's so timely. And it's like he a... beat up a Clydesdale. Yes. It's so funny. I don't know. That would have been so much better like... if someone else had said that about him. That would right. have been... More well, it's the... not a roast of Epic Man. It's a roast of the superheroes. Who yeah, but one of the superheroes. Yeah, one of the other people. Like at the end of a roast, normally the the person being roasted gets their chance to, to come back at everybody else to respond. But yeah, that's not the case. Um, so then our first guest in in the roast is the Weather Wizard, mm -hmm. who, if you're not aware of this, um, like I wasn't, is the arch enemy of Flash. Mm -hmm. First of all, almost falls walking down the stairs to come to the stage. Which you recovered from, but I thought it was very funny. This felt like it was just all done in one take. Yes. Like, they did not have time. <laughs> no. There's, like, a couple of times people make mistakes throughout this. And yeah. like, it's like, it's fine. It's fine. Right. <laughs> this has to be aired in 30 minutes. We don't have time this to go back. This is all we've got. We get one yeah. run, and that's it. <laughs> it was probably, like, Ed McMahon that was like, I'm doing this one time. This is how much money you'll pay me. Yeah. One time. That's yes. it. You mess up. I don't care. That's it. <laughs> um... 
Yeah, so then he claims credit for uh, the previous winter, which I guess was very bad. I guess. I guess the winter of 78, 79 was very cold. And he talks about um, how cold it was in Fargo. Mm -hmm. And then everyone stands up and does like the improv thing of, how cold was it? And the weather wizard was like, it was so cold, they were serving soup on a stick at soup kitchens. And I was just like... Ooh, that <laughs> that's not a joke sad it was yeah. just sad yeah like, yes we get it it's really cold they're gonna freeze to death yeah all the ho <laughs> how cold was it it was so cold all the homeless people froze to death but uh, <laughs> so cold you couldn't sit on a bench without having a homeless person frozen to death underneath <laughs> of you for the whole winter ah so funny it was so cold all the homeless people lost their toes to frostbite <laughs> <laughs> it was so cold all gloves are now fingerless gloves for the homeless <laughs> um, let's do a roast of the roast homeless, of the homeless. <laughs> that sounds like um, that sounds horrible something that could happen yeah for real um anyway so then he's like oh okay I'm done with this and he starts windstorm which is a bunch of trash is blowing around the stage and all of the superheroes are like rolling on the ground falling everywhere mm-hmm um, Huntress almost loses her mask, like, she's, like, trying to pull it on. Yeah. Which is probably the most she does, really, for the whole yeah. thing. But kudos to them for bringing in more women, and she's a black woman. It's true. That's so, true. So that's two women. Some, something. Who barely talk, and who are sexually objectified the entire time. Has, has there been a movie we've watched that hasn't been horrible and sexist and racist? I still really like the one with Catherine Victor in it. Oh, yeah, that, that was okay. Yes. That was in terms of uh, sexism. That was pretty... Yeah. That wasn't too pretty bad. Pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. As, at least as far as the Lady Batman go. Much yeah. better than that one. Was Catherine Victor the one with the swimming? No, that was the... Uh, that was the... La Mujer, no. Was yeah. That yeah. one was bad. That was really bad. That might have yeah, been the worst one. She was very good looking. She was very, very fit. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Let's see. So then... He leaves, mm -hmm. and Captain Marvel checks on Canary. Batman checks on everybody. Um, the weatherman accidentally makes it rain on himself because he tries to make it rain over the Flash again, mm -hmm. and the Flash does the Flash thing and stands right next to the weatherman, and then he gets covered in rain, mm -hmm. and they hand him an umbrella because I guess he can't make the rain stop even though he's causing it. Yeah. It's... I, I don't know. It, I... It's not that funny. It's supposed to be funny, but it, it just doesn't... It's not internally consistent. Right. I was just like, oh, I see what you did there. If I were a kid, that probably... That would be funny. Yeah. I, I, is this I don't for know. I have kids? pretty, like, good sense of humor when I was a kid. Is um, this for kids? A lot of the jokes feel more adult. Are very adult. That's true. I don't know. But I then they have really dumb jokes like that. There's no clear target audience in this. I think this is for people who are high. Yeah. Just, I think this was just to kill time. Right. I think they had an they had hour. Been... I think some show got canceled. I'm like, fuck, how do we, how do yeah. we fill this? Exactly. And it was like, it probably came on at like 9 o'clock before the late shows started. Yeah. And they're like, okay, if we just fill this hour, we've already got the advertisers lined up. It doesn't have to be good. No. Nobody has to watch this. Yeah, so if you were part of that decision-making process, let us know. I want to know. All we need is just something that's not a test pattern. That will last one hour. Perfect. 
Perfect. Um, so then our uh, next guest is Miss Esther Hall. This is Hawkman's mom? mom. Yeah. Yes. Who was honestly one of the funniest people from the whole roast. She wasn't bad. In my opinion. Um, she literally walks on stage and the first thing she says is, you boys look nice in your underwear. <laughs> it's so funny and it's such a like legitimate mom joke mm-hmm. that it was just like, oh, okay. Um, and she's like the stereotype of almost like a overbearing mother who's like, when are you coming to visit me? You never come visit me anymore. Yeah. Um, and she you never give me any grand chicks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she talks about, oh, how do I tell my friends my son's a hawk man? Um, and then she does a bit about how he's not a homing pigeon. He said he's going to come home for the holidays. He doesn't come home for Christmas. He doesn't come home for New Year's. He doesn't come home for Easter. He comes home for Thanksgiving and says hello to the turkey and then leaves. Uh, 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 it's uh. funny. Yeah. A lot of bird puns. A lot of just, oh, Hawkman's a bird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and all, yeah. And yeah. He, he can't talk, I guess, even though he's a human. He yeah. just screeches that horrific sound. Yeah, I don't know what that's I about. I hated it. Every time it happened, I was like, whoa! That has nothing to do with who Hawkman is in the comics. He doesn't have that scream and he can talk like a person. Well, he's a, a human wearing a mask. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe the actor was just, like, they hired him because he was hot, but he couldn't speak English. That is totally plausible. I could not find anything about him because he has not done anything else. That's it. Yeah. He's just a robot for a body. Yeah. Um, but then she leaves to go back to Peoria, um, and which is where she's from. And they get a message in the message center. And Ed McMahon's reading it, and it's like, You guys, you really make me sick. This is just a terrible, disgusting display of vanity, strutting around, showing off your physique. Who even cares? And it was signed Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hmm. And I thought that was funny. That was kind of funny. It was funny. I didn't, I wouldn't have thought Arnold Schwarzenegger would be a big enough name at this point, but apparently he was. Yeah, I think so. I think that, that whole, like, Mr. Universe thing was happening and... Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess probably Conan would have been out by this point. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. Terminator's not that far away, right? It's like yeah, he definitely, uh, something like that. Yeah, but that wouldn't have happened yet. No, 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 but he obviously would have had to have enough star power to yeah. get cast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the part that... Ooh, this is the bad part? The bad part. This is the part. I have been looking forward to this since we started the podcast, wanting to talk about this moment. <laughs> this part is where is, Ed McMahon... Is this the most racist thing we've watched? Absolutely. I, I think it is. But also, it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek, and it's almost like turned back on it. But the whole concept of it is of like, this is how a black character is allowed to be on primetime TV. More or less racist than Dr. Daka. More. I think it's less racist than that, but it's not far off. Do you think it's less racist than that? Do you remember Dr. D- Dr. I Daka? Do. I do. I guess I'm comparing it as far as time periods and... It just feels worse to me because this was like. At least this is an actual less black than 50 guy. Fifty years ago, yeah, but it's a black guy who could only get cast playing the most stereotypical depiction of a black guy. Yeah, and what is that character's name? Ghetto Man. Ghetto Man. Yeah. Ghetto Man, a superhero invented purely Ooh. for this. He has never been in any movies, TV shows, comic books, anything since this. He is a black guy from the ghetto who 
makes jokes about being a black guy from the ghetto. And honestly, I feel like this was totally 100% in response to a black audience being like, why are there no black superheroes? Mm. Why in all these things? Because there are black superheroes. They do exist. Yeah. And they're just not portrayed as part of the canon. So I think that the networks were like, fine, you want a black superhero? We'll give you a black superhero. That, that would have made a lot more sense for them to bring in an existing black Absolutely. superhero. Absolutely. Or just have Huntress. Yeah, have Huntress person. do something. Have uh, John Stewart, who's one of the Green Lanterns. He's black. He's sure, great. Sure, absolutely. Um, black Lightning is a great character. Right. Uh, but, but I mean, this, even at this time, you still got some of like the bigger black superheroes being written and coming out as like newer characters. Right. You know um, what this guy reminded me of was uh, uh, Richard Pryor a little bit. He sounds like he's doing like a bad Richard Pryor yes. impersonation. It was like a Richard Pryor. It was almost like almost watching this. Like if I put it in the mind frame of like Eddie Murphy on SNL, mm-hmm. it's funny. Mm-hmm. Or like, it almost could even be like a Chappelle show thing. Yeah. Where you're like, in that context, it can be funny. Yeah, when the con- when the joke is that this is joke, so exactly. over the top racist. Exactly. That's not what they were. Going that's for. not what they were doing. Yeah. That's what the con- That's the context I had to put it in to be able to watch it. Yes. It's a lot. But he's uh, he's wearing like a vest. He doesn't have a cape or anything. He doesn't no. look like a superhero. Mm-hmm. Like he a vest and kind of like um. Like he just walked off a black exploitation set. That's exactly what he looks like. Yeah, he's wearing uh, like a long sleeve red shirt, uh, red leather vest with a bunch of studs on it, and some of them say GM for Ghetto Man. Um, he's wearing a pair of green camo tie dye bell bottoms that have the bottoms cut into like an inch and a half wide fringe, and he has like a purpley gray scarf tied around one of his thighs, and he's wearing really tall stacked platform boots. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very just like, wow, this yeah. is 1979. Yeah, it looked very 70s. Yes, and so his opening nine is, I look around me tonight and I see a whole lot of super, but I don't see too many brothers. And I was just like, what does that even mean? It's not even a joke. I get it. There's no black people here except for you. And Huntress. And Huntress, yes. I think she's black. She is black. Yeah. But it almost feels un. Like, I don't want to count her, not because she's black, but mm-hmm. because she's, it feels like she's only there to be like, oh, look, there's a black girl. Yeah, I don't think she has any lines, does she? She has one line. She has one line? I don't yeah. think she had any lines in the last one. She did not. And she, she is barely in the last one. She just kind of stands around and has a lot of cleavage and a crossbow. Yep. That's her whole character. Correct. Um, then he does a bit about how uh, the NAACP sent them a letter saying they needed to integrate and uh, that um, Green Lantern doesn't yeah. count as a colored person. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which did make me laugh, yeah. to be fair. Um, and then he talks about, you know, other black superheroes, how uh, Sammy Davis Jr. also gets power from a ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he does a he does a bit about um, talking, like addressing the Flash, but looking at the other side of the room. And then he's like, oh, and he flips back. He's like, you all look the same to me. Was that a bit or was that the comedian made a mistake and then covered for it? Honestly, there's no way to tell with this. Because to me, it sounded, it felt like he made him, he genuinely made a mistake. Yeah. And then he covered for it and they just left it in. Maybe. I bet. I can't imagine what the joke about the Flash would have been if I'm coming from the headspace of a 
of how this whole thing is written. It was probably something about like, oh yeah, our black superheroes know something about running. Yeah. Ah, obviously, this is not expressing the opinions of this podcast right. in any way. Flash has got to be kind of part brother because he can run fast. Yeah. He knows how uh, to run to get out of no? trouble. That's, yeah. a, that's a joke. Danny's a comedian. <laughs> He's a working comedian. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's... Whew. Or uh, you or you could have done one about um, something about oh yeah he's a black he's a black superhero because soon as he finds out he's dead he splits so fast you never see him again. That he's sounds like exactly what they would have gone for. Yes. Again, not my point of view. Not funny. Not funny. No, <laughs> that's but exactly that the, like, yeah. That's having watched this and listened to the delivery of the other jokes. Yeah. That sounds like where this would be. One hundred percent. Um, and then he he leaves. What does he shout as he leaves? <laughs> Kareem. Kareem. That's why he shouts Kareem. And then he just they did like, this weird effect where he's he like flies it, forward at the screen like in X shape. It was like hard to tell if he was just getting bigger or if he was flying towards the right. camera. It was almost like they just zoomed in on him. I watched this with Wednesday, and we were just shouting Kareem all, all weekend. Kareem. Kareem! Well, the reason he had to go is because there was a child stuck in an elevator on the 17th floor of a housing project. Yeah. Um, ironically, there are some housing projects, like, one stop away from where Mackenzie lived, where that happened last fall. Mm. And I was like, oh, should we be worried about the elevators when we go places? And he was like, I live on the first floor, you live on the second floor. We don't have to worry about elevators ever. Yeah. I was like, but I'm lazy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so then we have our next supervillain guest, mm -hmm. Dr. Savannah. Yes. Who I think is my favorite supervillain guest. He, he was on the last one. He's got like a very bad bald cap. Yes, still very bad. Kind of weird fucked up ears. And mm -hmm. he, he seems possibly anti-Semitic. Yes. But a lot of his characters do. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. He's a, uh, I believe he's a Captain Marvel villain. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, he ribs... Epic Man about how he's the flabbiest superhero he's ever seen. Epic Man's like, I'm not a superhero. No. I'm the host. And Dr. Stefano's like, oh, well, you're the flabbiest host I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy. <laughs> um, what did you think about his potion bit that he did? The potion bit. Uh, remind me of the potion bit. drinks this potion. Yeah. And then, like, does, like, a weird dance. Like, he's, like... Like so like he's transforming or something or like there's gonna be an effect from it and that's it like the potion just made him do like a weird dance. Yeah, it didn't really go anywhere. No, I was like, what happened? It's, it was funny. I, I, it's, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, nothing happened from this. It's, right. There's no, there's no real plot to this whole thing. There's no overarching narrative. There's no goal. Right. They they they're not. It's just a series of things that just happens. It feels like the writers room for this was just like. They were given a list of characters, and they were like, just make jokes. Yeah. None of it had to go together. None of it really even had to have, like, a tight, like, like a punchline even on it. Like, like that joke did not have a punchline. Yeah. Even the physical comedy wasn't that funny. Like, he didn't slip and fall in the quotient. It's like a lot of times in movies, they'll bring in a, a comedian to, to kind of punch it up and, like, mm -hmm. write jokes to add to the script. Right. It's it's like they did that and then just said, you know, we got so many jokes, let's just forget the script. Right. Let's just make it all jokes. Yeah. Which I get that they're like, oh, it's a roast. That's what, But that's not even how roasts work. Like, no. No good roast 
I mean, ever. If you've ever seen the roast uh, of Joan Rivers, have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Such a good roast. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. Tight through line, because there has to be, because she's one of the greatest comedians of all time. Yeah, and a roast has like an actual format to it. And... Sure, absolutely. And everyone gets like a set amount of time. Yeah. And that's also something that differs with these. Like each guest gets different amounts of time. So you don't always feel like, oh, so they're done and they leave. Or sometimes it feels like they're overstaying. Right. And, and there's a normal... Once in a while you have someone who breaks the, the normal format. But Ooh. normally it's uh, people go up to the podium. They, they shit on some of the other people in the dais. And then they attack the uh, the, the roasty. And then they they leave. And once in a while you have someone who does like a pre-tape thing. Or they do something a little bit different. But it, they have like a normal uh, format that they go through. So it's interesting and exciting when someone deviates from that right this is there's no norm Mm -mm. to deviate from sure well also i feel like a big part of the roast format that was missing is there's always that part of like yes you're shitting on everyone but there's that point of not only the roast the roastee having their turn Mm -hmm. but every time someone finishes their thing there it would be like yeah, you're such a big asshole, but without you, you know, no one would think that I was less of an asshole, so I guess I'm glad you're around. Yeah. You know, like, there's always supposed to be something at the end that kind of brings it back to, like, this is definitely a joke. Yeah, there's got to be a feeling that the people are are doing this out of love, and they actually respect the person they're roasting. Right. And this is, like, people roasting their arch enemies. So, people you want to kill. Yeah. So, not good. Yeah. Um... So, there's a joke about um, Epic Man asked Dr. Sivana if he's an MD. And he's like, of course I am. I'm a mad doctor. So that was a good pun. Um, and so he starts giving physicals to people. And he gets very uh, lecherous. He yeah. becomes like a lecherous old man. It's very vaudevillian. It is. I enjoyed his, his bit. Yeah. Generally. I think he, as an actor, is a good comedian. Yeah. But, but it feels... Even for 1979, it it feels like it's dated. Yeah. It, it feels like this this whole thing feels like it should have it would have fit more in place like 40 years before. It that. almost is a vaudeville format. Yeah. If you think about it because there's a host. You've got stand up. You've got there's a little bit of dance in it. There's a musical number later on. Yeah. It's blackface basically. <laughs> Not far off from blackface. Right. Um, so, I mean, it kind of is vaudeville. If you frame it more as vaudeville, it is actually more entertaining, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, and then we have the, uh, superhero of the past, the Scarlet Cyclone. Yes, who was in the, the last episode too. They sometimes call him Scarlet Cyclone, sometimes call him Retired Man. Yes, which reminds me of Repairman from all that. Oh, yeah? Repairman, man, man. (laughs) Uh, he looks like Mark Twain in like red silk pajamas. Yes, that's true. Also, I don't, I don't like this character. It's very, it's just like it's not funny. It's just making no. fun of old people. It just feels very sad. Yeah, you're just like, take care of him. Yeah. What are you? He's old. Uh, this guy has him. Alzheimer's, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. He can't stand up. Huh? <laughs> he had a heart attack. Put him in a chair. His <laughs> bones are weak. <laughs> and it was also like. Can't imagine like it's so it's seventy nine. Are we still in Vietnam then? We're out of yeah. I think we're out. I think we're out of Vietnam then. So yeah. we got a lot of veterans. Yeah. And it was just like this guy 
fought crime, worked really hard for everybody. He's telling all these stories about how he saved the day. Yeah. And then he's, he can't do it anymore. He's old. He's, he's like decrepit, whatever. And he needs help. And then they just make him the butt of jokes. Yeah. And that's another thing in, in roast that you, you want the person being roasted to be laughing at the joke. Right. And I feel like most of the heroes in this are, are kind of doing that. They're sure. laughing a lot. Retired man, not so much. No, because he has very advanced dementia. Yeah. It is very sad. Yeah. I did not like it at all. No. Mm, no. You, you gotta, for a roast to work, you gotta be making fun of someone who it feels like they're doing okay. Like, roasting yes. Donald Trump is funny. Roasting, because he's the president. Yeah, roasting a homeless guy in a wheelchair, not funny. Not funny, unless you're Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's the difference. Right. There. To, to someone with a soul, that yeah. would not be funny. Right. I think also there's a, a place of roasting that it's the same thing as, like, when I make fun of you for how bad your taste in women normally is. Mm -hmm. Because it comes from a place of, like, I want you to stop dating such shitty women. You're yeah. not dating one right now. I like Wednesday a lot. She's great. She's very nice, and she's not terrible. But that is, like, friendly ribbing slash roasting. I've yeah. made air quotes, which makes no sense on a podcast, but still. But if, like, one of your exes did it it's yeah. not coming from a good place right it also is sad because she would be speaking poorly of herself <laughs> that's true but still if she were the person that were critiquing you then it's like okay you've got like some kind of bad feelings here bad energy yeah the joke's not gonna land it's gotta come from a place of love right it's not funny if it doesn't feel like it's coming from right Absolutely. I think that's the difference between comedians who can um, make observations about race, mm -hmm. like Louis C.K., and comedians who fall flat and end up being racist is because there's not that sense of, like, I would stand up for a person. Like, Louis C.K. can make an observation about uh, being surprised that the person who's running his bodega isn't... Uh, Middle Eastern guy mm -hmm. because I feel like at the same time he is the kind of person that if he were in a bodega and someone were giving the guy behind the counter shit for being Middle Eastern mm -hmm. he would say something about it yeah and I, I think that's the difference where all this is and that's and this roast doesn't make any sense I, I've done a few roasts and it everyone I've done all the people were people I knew and it was fun and it was friendly and say say terrible things but it it was yeah, fun yeah they're all having a good time like they signed up for it yeah and like I, I did one show where it was not a roast. It was just like an open mic uh, not long before I moved to New York. Mm -hmm. And this comedian who I really don't know at all. I'd only met him like once or twice. Right. And uh, I guess he'd heard that I was planning to move to New York. And just on stage, he started shitting all over me. He's like, hey, I heard you're moving to New York. Well, you know, everyone's saying you're, you're, you're not ready for New York. You, you think you're ready for New York and you're, you're going to fail. You're going to be terrible. It's like... This is, what is this? It's like, dude, you're just projecting your insecurities on me. Yeah. I didn't realize I was at a roast uh, here. I didn't. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this is, um, <laughs> well, like, this is Batman. But also, this is the episode where we talk about the theory of the comedy. Because <laughs> there's not that much Batman here to talk about. That's true. But, yeah. Maybe that's why I like it so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. We both like comedy, yeah. so the fact that we get to talk about comedy stuff and not so much Batman. My right. my two favorite things are Batman and comedy, so can talk about them. It seems like it would be better than it is in this. Right, it's adjacent. Yeah.
Um, so then our next guest is Miss Rhoda Ruger. Yes, this is the, the, the horny old woman with the guns? No, this oh, is the gossip this? columnist. That's right. Under the cape. Right, horny old woman with guns coming up later. Coming up later, yes. That's um, a little teaser. <laughs> a teaser. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to hear, if you heard on a podcast they said there's going to be a horny old woman with guns? Well, especially you... considering most of the podcasts I listen to are true crime podcasts. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. If I was listening to like last podcast on the left yeah. and they said that, I'd be like, well, I'm going to keep listening even though I'm home. And I'm not <laughs> going to save this for the train tomorrow. We're going to take a quick break after we come back. Horny old women with guns. Yes. Also, <laughs> that should be the news. Yeah. So she comes in. She's talking. Can we do a, a spinoff podcast called Horny Old Women with Guns? Yes. I will sign up for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it will be about, Horny but it old sounds women great. With guns. I don't even care. Yeah. Be easier to search for than it this one. It will be about. Um, the spread of STIs among the old people community and also the NRA. <laughs> it's a lot of abbreviations. Yeah. But. Let's do it. It's fine. All right, but now Roto-Rooter. Roto-Rooter. Uh, she makes some joke about how Mr. and Mrs. Hawkman are splitting up. So, it didn't land with me. I don't nah. think I knew enough about. Hawkman. No, I, I didn't get it either. Cool. Good. Yeah. Not just me. Uh, and then it cuts to this thing about the atom. Um, yeah, it's like a pre-taped well, thing. Well, she's talking about, oh, he's so in love. His friends threw him a bachelor party and the girl came out of a cupcake. And you're like, ah, we get it because she's small. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to a pre-taped interview mm -hmm. of the atom and Giganta. The atom's superpower is that he can shrink down very small. Very small. He, yeah. He's like Ant-Man. Ant-Man, yes. Um and in the interview, they talk about how they met through a computer dating service. Giganta is like seven feet tall. Yes. Very tall. Lady. A lot of context clues in there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, just wanted to be clear. Just, yes, that's a good idea. Because uh, not everyone's watched this. Yes. Yes. Um, and now the dating service is out of business. And uh, they're like, the interviewing lady tries to make a joke about that. Like, oh, clearly you guys are a mismatch. Doesn't land because they're very happy together. They're planning on getting married and having kids. Yeah, they're very happily engaged. Yeah, they set a date, and so she's like, "What about children? Are you planning to adopt?" And uh, they're both just kind of like, "What do you mean? What? What? Huh? I'm a giant, and I'm six inches tall. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of." innuendo and like hinting at like how would they possibly have sex and right. just them being oblivious to it right and she's got a legitimate point here how would that work right it is a good point but she doesn't make any jokes about it she's just like she's basically like jim halbert looking at the camera yeah but that's the whole thing yeah there's no point where it's a cutaway and, and someone's like oh well he wouldn't be the first guy to lie about six inches like it, it went on for way too long. It was just, just the same joke of like, he's very small, she's very big, they can't have sex. Yes. And like, no, we're, we're going to have sex. Like, no, you can't. Like, no, we're, we're going to, we do it. Right. It's fine. It works. Yeah. But she's like, no. Right. It also implies that they haven't had sex up to this point, which I feel like for the 70s is kind of backwards. Yeah. No, I, I think 79 people were having sex. 
I think people were definitely having <laughs> sex in 79 game, or there would be no people here now. I think they were having, I, I don't think, uh, yeah, they were definitely having sex. <laughs> people were fucking, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> no, but I, I think people were sexually liberated in 1979. Premarital sex was not a, a big, I mean, people thing. have been having premarital sex since before we had marriage, yeah, but I think, uh, I don't think it was, yes. Is even a taboo right. anymore? No, at this, I mean, obviously not. This is on primetime TV. It wasn't yeah. even late night that yeah. they're making this joke, which I guess is probably why there aren't more jokes. It's just supposed to be observational. I, I think it's it had to be pretty similar to today, where it's like it assumed that yeah. you're having, if you're in any kind of a relationship, you're probably having sex. Correct. Even if you're you're if you're not like super religious or something, where there's not like a specific reason you're not. Right. Yeah. Or, like, you have teeth in your vagina. Yeah. Yeah, if you're one of those women who have that. Mm-hmm. Vagina teeth. <laughs> oh, man, I dated a girl with uh, vagina teeth for a while. Yeah. Not good. Uh, we'll have to have an episode of Old Women, Old Horny, horny Old Women with Guns, where we talk about vagina dentures. Yeah, that's how I got circumcised. <laughs> Actually, very funny. I like that a lot. Um, so then the next bit is, um, Robin talking to Captain Marvel. It feels kind of after school, especially. Yeah. He's like, oh, Batman told me to park the Batmobile. It's his most prized possession. And I totaled it. What do I do? What was Robin doing that he totaled the car in a he parking lot? He literally says, I didn't see the truck coming. And I'm like, how did you total the car? By not seeing a truck coming and just like walk away from it. Yeah. I've been in a lot of car accidents that have almost never been my fault. Yeah. Which is like, let's leave the women driving jokes at home. They're not that funny. <laughs> but the ones where, like, I've been a passenger when someone totaled a car, everything was pretty like shook up slash bruised slash needed to go home and get in bed because you were sick. Yeah. Um, or I'm just like doing. Back handsprings. Yeah. So. And, and again, this is, he was, he wasn't like driving it around on the highway. He was like parking the car. Right. Like presumably they but got also, to like the why studio. Was Bat- like why wasn't Batman driving? Batman would have had to get out of the car because he never lets Robin drive when no. he's in the car. He would have had to get out of the car. Have Robin come around to valet the car. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing doesn't add up. Which is like maybe happening. Batman's rich. That seems right. But and, and it's just kind of a setup for this series of jokes later on that also don't really work. Right. This is like the only thing that actually has like a follow-up though. Right. And it, it does remind me of kind of like if I were to put this scene in a more traditional sense, it's mm. like, oh, the woman borrowed her husband's car without asking and she wrecked it. Mm. That's what this joke is. Yeah. Or no, I saw it more as like what you said before, like the after school special, this is like a kid borrowing his dad's car. Sure. And like wrecked the car. Sure. Yeah. Um, so then they get a, a message that there's trouble in Gotham City. Mm-hmm. So Batman's like, we gotta go. Come yeah. on, Robin. And Robin's like trying to get Batman to stay. He's like, but we're having such a good time. Well, we can't go yet. And and uh, Batman's like, but the trouble's not going to wait. And I just want to cut back to the very first line that I read. Yeah. Where they said, if there's trouble tonight, forget about it. Yeah. See, this is why Batman's great, is he's like, that doesn't make any sense. We're still going to fight crime. Probably just Adam West was not paying attention, <laughs> if we're being honest. 
The Adam West Batman did too much coke and just did not have a good <laughs> he, He's just got ADD. He's just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what? Crime? Oh, let's go. Wait. That's my job, crime. That's my word. <laughs> yep. Uh, I do like, though, I'm, Robin says, holy up the creek. Uh, and so Robin, Batman starts guessing. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened to the car? Yeah, he says doing charades? Not yet. Oh, no. He's like, Robin, did you get a parking ticket? And Robin's like, no. Or before that, Robin's like saying like, oh, we should uh, take a bus to the... <laughs> okay, uh, we'll get a small environmentally friendly car. Yeah. Mopeds. Skateboards. Skateboard. Yeah. Uh, and Batman's like, cut it out, Robin. Did something happen to the, to the Batmobile? See, Batman's smart. He figured this out. He He's a detective. He figured out all without Batmite. Um, and so Robin's like, no. And Batman's like, good. We should always obey the laws of traffic and authority. Jesus Christ. Right. And then he's like, Robin, did you? And he gets like really upset. He's like, did you scrape the fender? And Robin's like, no. And then they start charades. Yeah. Um, which were, I was impressed. I would not have been able to figure out how to do the word total in charades. It would not be easy. Um, you, you know what this reminds me of a little bit? Just going back to the idea of Robin totaling the car in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Do you see the Bob's Burgers where Rutina yes. gets in that yes, accident? Yes, I did. Yeah. And the insurance fraud. Yeah. And there's just one car in the entire parking lot and uh, your dad's teaching you to drive and he's like, Tina, just go, just turn. Anywhere but there. <laughs> Anywhere but there. Just, uh, Tina, turn, turn, either way. Either way. Uh. Have you ever seen any of the guy who voices her, um, his stand-up? No. Who's, who voices her? God, I can't remember his name. I'm going to look it up real quick on our handy-dandy internet boxes. I've seen uh, Eugene Mervin, who does uh, Gene. Right. He is very funny. His um, comedian on the way to the complaint store, vegan mm-hmm. on the way to the complaint store, is very funny. I love Eugene Mervin. I do, too. I would legitimately love to go see him. It's very rare that I watch a stand-up special, and I'm like, this is someone who I think I would like even more in person. I saw him and John Glazer, who did... Um, uh, delocated and he was on Parks and Rec he was like the um, yeah. other councilman I saw them do a, a live thing where they were like debating global warming and oh that sounds fun it was really funny he basically played his character from Parks and Rec and was just like super obnoxious and Jeremy Jam yeah 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 um, yeah no I would love to see them uh, I think I follow him on um, what's it called Twitter Dan Mintz Dan that's Mintz that's the name of the guy look him up his stand up is pretty funny but it's also super weird because you're just watching him and his regular everyday speaking voice is Tina Belcher. Yeah. Um, so he's engaged to a nice lady. Hmm. Maybe married at this point. But Good for them. It's weird to think about them. That makes sense. Anyway. He's dirty talking. It just sounds like Tina. Yeah. It's like erotic friend fiction all the time. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so there you go. And then, so Batman gets really mad when he figures out that it got totaled. He's first excited because he's like, yeah, it gets totaled. What? Robin! He literally says, wait till you see what I do to you when I get you back to the Batcave. (laughs) Are Batman and Robin gay? What? Yes, they have to be. And Batman's abusive. Is it a gay thing or is it like an abusive father thing? Maybe both. Maybe both. Maybe it's a gay abusive father. But either way, you're not doing a lot to dispel those like gay rumors. No. With that. Is that what they were going for? I don't think so, but I'm just saying. 
Because he, like, has him. He's like, here, let me give you a handshake. Because you did the manly thing. You told the truth. Yeah. And Robin's like, gee, thanks, Batman. And gives him his hand. And then, like, Batman, like, squeezes it. And Robin, like, falls over. And that's when Batman threatens him. I think they were trying to go for a father-son thing. But it can very easily be read as a gay thing. Yes. Which Uh, is weird. The 70s were a good time when child abuse was definitely a punchline. Yeah. So, you know. I totally thought you were going to say the 70s were a good time for incest. And a lot of father-son gay stuff going on. uh, Stuff happening. Yeah. Well, the 70s were probably uh, a long time to be a gay guy. Sure, Sure, I guess. When did we first start having... I can't remember the year the the AIDS epidemic really began. 80, 81? Yeah, so at this point, we'd be a... Uh, yeah, this this Danger. 1979 is like a gay paradise. Gave you had no problems at all until AIDS. Yeah, it was, that's it. That's it. Was it. Was so, so easy. easy. So easy being gay. Everyone accepted you. Um, just neighborhoods. You could get kids. Honestly, before AIDS, gay people could get married. People don't know that, but they totally could. I'm gonna start saying instead of like that was so easy or like piece of cakes, like oh, like a gay guy in the 70s. <laughs> gay guy in the 70s. You know. <laughs> How'd you sleep? Oh, like a gay guy in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's really, I think that's great. And, um, you know, people just have this misconception of like, it's so hard for gay people. But you know what? It was after the 70s, during the 70s, great time. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved gay people. I think uh, we need to start taking gay people down a peg. I think they're getting too high up in their horse. And this is becoming too real in Trump's America. I'm going to stop yes. with this bit. Nope. Yeah. yeah, that was all of it. Yeah. <laughs> We're very pro-equality. Yeah, gay, gay people are great. Bad jokes and good jokes. We like them mostly equally. Yeah. Oh, I'm scared. Yeah. Maybe we cut that. Yeah. Maybe we don't. Maybe let's just leave it in. I don't no know. one likes us anyway. No one nah. listens. Who cares? No one listens. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, um, so, what happens now? Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. Is that true? It's an old nursery rhyme. It's where his name comes from. Oh. Yeah. I'm not from Virginia, so I don't know that nursery rhyme. <laughs> um, but You're I from, didn't like from... this part. I'm from Kentucky. Yeah. So, um, I didn't like this part. I didn't think it was very funny. It was just like... I'm big and mean. Every time someone say water or swamp, I smash in McMahon. <laughs> it did not make a lot of sense. It just because Solomon Grundy's backstory is that he was like a dude who drowned in a swamp and then he became like a zombie somehow through magic or something. Magic swamp. Yeah. Voodoo. Voodoo. And they did just like a word association thing where like every time he got angry every time he heard swamp and then it's just anything he could find a way to connect to swamp. And they're just like, eh, ocean. Oceans have water, just like swamp. I smash it. Yeah. Uh, 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 desert. Uh, desert has no water. Water is in swamp. I smash it. And um, there's a part where he like knocks Epic Man to the ground and he tries to like grab onto him to hold him and like tears his jacket. Mm-hmm. And Epic Man's like, so he's like playing and he's really scared because if he gets beat up that much for just suggesting a, a topographical location mm-hmm. tearing his jacket's probably not going to make him happy but then he makes his joke about how he's got the same one at home in polyester mm. which is the most 70s sentence that's ever existed <laughs> like wow uh, and so it's, it's very strange um, but then he leaves 
Mm-hmm. And that was my favorite part of it. When you left. Yeah. And next up, it's Sinestro. And I feel like at this point, they were like, oh, shit, we didn't get through all the villains that were in the previous special. So they're like, trying to like... Got to find a way to wedge all of them in. Yes. So then it's Sinestro, who is the Green Lantern's nemesis Mm -hmm. in this. Um, And he is a Brooklyn stereotype. Yes. Through and through. I would honest to God say he was a stereotype of a Brooklyn Jew. Except for the fact that he makes a joke about a Catholic priest. Yeah. I, I got Italian, but I could see... Italian works, too. Yeah. We're neighbors. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's who this was, 100%. Yeah. He talks about how rough his neighborhood and how he grew up and all this stuff. Sinestro almost sounds like it could be an Italian name. It's true, yes. Hey, Sinestro! That's ah, Sinestro! <laughs> yes. We both made the stereotypical Italian... Sinestro, come eat your pizza. Come in and make it a meatball. <laughs> Sinestro, you get out of Mama Sinestro kitchen. I'm making a meatball. Um, Mama Sinestro. Mama Sinestro. Uh, yes, I... That always goes really well for me, that, that yeah. voice. Italian people love it. All right. So what um, is Sinestro He calls do? his parish priest um, Father Knuckles, mm-hmm. which sounds like a fisting joke. Yeah, or a child abuse joke. True, either one. Yeah. So, nailed it. Catholic Church. Yeah. Right on the head. Um, and then the Green Lantern gets in a fight with Sinestro and knocks him out. Everyone, like, applauds. And I was like, this is not how roasts work. <laughs> you don't beat the shit out of people who are, like, taking the piss out of you. And really, he wasn't even doing that. He was just being like, you all are weenies. You're soft babies. I grew up in this tough neighborhood. No wonder I'm a bad guy. Yeah. So I was like... Weird therapy jokes. Yeah. It was like actual comedians. Yeah. Who were like, this is why I'm fucked up. Yeah. Let me make a joke about how my dad died when I was eight. Yeah. Which is not how it was. You're supposed to be making fun of the people. You're not supposed to be just doing a stand-up routine. Right. Like how hard your life was. Yes. Correct. And also, you're supposed to have a sense of humor if they were making funny, which Sinestro wasn't even doing. No. And you're not just supposed to punch people. And knock them out. And that's yeah. it. Like, he doesn't get up and, like, stagger off like, fuck you guys. He's, yeah. like, dead. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously not dead, but whatever. Next up. He could be dead. This is the last of these specials, so maybe he's dead in this universe. He could be dead. That could be a really good name of a biography. He could be dead? Mm-hmm. He yeah. could be dead. The Chelsea Jackson story? The Wallace Wimbleby Worthington? <laughs> Every time you try to remember my stage name, you make up the name of like a tottery old woman in the British procedural. And it <laughs> honestly does amuse me very much. Wallace Worthington. Weasley. Wombat. Wombat. I like that. Wallace Wombat. Yes, it's Wallace Wombat. Um, what is it? Wallace Wilder. Wallace Wilder. You know what? You're getting the first name, though, yeah. so that's really all that matters. Yeah. Um, so next up, horny old women with guns. Mm-hmm. We have Aunt Minerva, Captain Marvel's arch enemy. Yeah. Who's apparently been married five times. Yes. She's like this little old lady. She looks like Ma from the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, that's true. It's a good comparison. Um, and so she lines all of the men up. Mm-hmm. She's going to choose her sixth husband. Yeah. They Again, don't get a say in this. Not what roasts are for. <laughs> no. Um, in fact, I would say if you're choosing from a group, a large group of people to narrow down to a husband, if all of them are comedians, you should go somewhere else. Yeah. I would just say. And normally you're not just like, like, okay, I need a husband. You six. I'm going to find one of right. you. Yeah. That's not how it works. 
because they would be like, no, yeah. you're a weird old lady. Yeah, I, I don't want this. No, I don't and want And also, this what, if, what if none of them are good matches? Right. What is, what do you, why she's, you... She's going to blow through them. Yeah. And oh, I guess if you've had five husbands already, you're right. probably like, it doesn't matter. There's something new. So I just need like, somebody to be warm in my bed. Yes. That's honestly one of the best parts of dating someone. Yeah. You're like, man, I sleep a lot better with someone else in here. Mm. What does that say about me? <laughs> um, but, so she goes up to the Green Lantern and she's like, oh, you've got a nice body. She doesn't talk like that at all. And then she, like, likes the Flash and he's, like, kind of into it. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm, like, the world's fastest man. And she's like, Pass. pass. Very funny. Yeah. Enjoyed that immensely. She's an old woman. Yeah. Like, she looks like the um, the old woman from Looney Tunes. Mm. With the chin and yeah, the Yeah, like the, the grandmother. The grandma, yeah. Um, you know, the one character on Looney Tunes with the chin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the one human. Yes. And so she ends up landing on Captain Marvel and forces Ed McMahon to marry them at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is the only shotgun wedding I've ever been to where the bride's the one with the guns. Uh. <laughs> so Captain Marvel starts like sobbing and he's like well, we don't want to do that she's like fine just give me a kiss so then they start kissing mm-hmm. and he's like magic's going through him or something his hands are twitching and shit I'm like that's a good fucking kiss and mm-hmm. there's like a poof of smoke and she's a super hot lady yeah none of that's explained no we have no she was made up for this like for this it's not she's not from the comic book she was made up for this yeah so but i was like what is the explanation for that it would have made more sense to do it the other way around that would have been funnier yeah it's it's worth noting captain marvel is an eight-year-old he's an eight-year-old boy who can transform into captain marvel and so So, she's trying to marry a child and, uh, I mean, it doesn't get better either way, but yeah. I still think it would be funnier if you were the eight-year-old boy who's like, you're hot, I'll marry you. It would make more sense, and it would be funnier. Yeah. But... Um, 1979, why didn't you call me to help write this? I was only, like, negative 30 years old. It's just a little bit creepier, creepy that uh, this old woman is trying to marry a child. Also... It makes you think, like, no one in that writer's room knew anything about Captain Marvel because that's not what they would have made this. No, absolutely not. Because that's, that's like, his whole story. That is who Captain Marvel is. Yeah. That's the only thing that... It would make more sense to be like, oh, it's a scary closet monster. (laughs) Like, things eight-year-olds are afraid of. Yeah. Or, like, mortality. Or their parents are going to die. Um, mortality. They should have brought in the, the, the his arch nemesis is mortality. Whatever. <laughs> how would meta, but yeah. How would you represent mortality? Um, as like your childhood dog, <laughs> who's just rapidly aging in front of you. <laughs> That's his arch nemesis. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, so yeah, anybody who wants to write a superhero series, just give me a little ring. Yeah. Got some ideas here. Uh, so then, uh, no one gets married. No one gets but married. she's hot now and she leaves. Yeah. And then, we're on our last villain. Yeah. This that you is... think I would like the most, because I love musicals. I right. love music. This is a big music number. A musical number. But I didn't care. It was not good. Nope. 
It's Bortrude. I think that's his name. Yeah. And he feels like villains have been treated very unfairly. So mm-hmm. he's trying to help us understand villains by listing their simple pleasures. This is the guy from the last one who wore like a purple tunic and he had kind of a gray, white face, long beard. Yeah. Uh, green helmet with like yellow foam wings. Just picture like the wizard you would see on any merchandise available at a smoke shop. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. This is the one who Batman chased on a jet ski in the the last episode. Yes, that's exactly correct. Um, And so there's this long musical number, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of dry ice involved. Yeah. Cool special effects. Uh, but then it devolves into him destroying the set. Yeah, he's got, like, lightning fingers. He just starts blasting stuff. Which is also probably a frat guy somewhere's nickname. Lightning fingers? Oh, yeah, that's lightning fingers. He's, like, three beers in him. He just starts blasting stuff. <laughs> um, anyway, he talks about one of his... I want to be in a frat now. <laughs> um, you can be in my frat. I was actually in a frat in college. Um, it was a ladies' fraternity. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. I was in a co-ed sorority. Wow, yeah. we are so cool. Gender is a <laughs> construct, you guys. Um, but one of the things he mentions is how much villains like mayhem. Did you know, I just learned this today, um, that the criminal charge of mayhem mm. is what it, it's one of the charges when someone like amputates a limb of another person without their permission. Huh. So like those ladies that like cut off their husband's dicks, mm-hmm. one of their actual legal charges is mayhem. How did you find this out? How often does that come up? I bought um, a lot of true crime stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, there was uh, someone posted this thing in this um, podcast forum that I'm on. I know, I'm just so cool. And it was this woman from the, from like 1908 who found out her husband was cheating on her. So she cut off his dick with a razor and he ended up living. But she got, she got like seven years in jail or something. I didn't realize man. that happened that often. I'd never heard of it outside of Serena Bobbitt. Uh, yeah, it did, did happen, but it's not specifically dicks. It's like, yeah, um, yeah I didn't think there was. <laughs> it's like that, uh, God, I feel like such a nerd because I can't remember his name, but the name of that girl I've talked about before on here who, um, she was hitchhiking. She got in the car with the old guy who she shouldn't have. And he cut off one of her arms. Oh, shit. And tried to kill her. And then he, he cut off her other arm and dumped her off of a, into a ravine. She managed to climb out of the rocks, covered in blood. With one arm? With no arms. He with cut no off both her arms. How'd she climb out with no arms? With her legs and her face. Fuck. And I think she might have had, like, nubs or something. Uh, but she climbed out of this ravine It was on the side of the road butt naked, covered in blood, missing her arms, and this couple that was, they were on their honeymoon, pulled over to check on her, and like took her to the hospital, and that was their honeymoon. Fuck. Uh, but one of the charges that that man faced was criminal mayhem for cutting off her arms. Did you ever read the, the, the Professor and the Madman? What's that? It's this book, this is going to sound super boring, but it's great. It's about the, the guy who invented the dictionary. It's or he created like the um, the Oxford English Dictionary. Okay. And uh, he's the professor, and then the one of the biggest contributors. This was like a such an enormous. There'd never really been a real dictionary before. Right. And so he had like all these contributors finding like uses of words and stuff. And one of the major contributors was a crazy dude who cut off his own penis. Mm. Well, you don't need it anymore. Yeah, he thought he'd be like closer to God, and if he like 
forced celibacy on himself. I guess it's kind of like the idea of a eunuch. Yeah. That's not a self-inflicted thing normally. Yeah. Um, here's a fun story about encyclopedias. Uh, there was a guy who uh, got put in jail for doing crimes and shit. I think he was selling drugs. <laughs> that is the majority of people in jail. Sure. Already off to a good start. I don't know. But he, um, I think he dropped out of school when he was like middle school or something because he was just always underperforming and like never had teachers who were like, no, you're smart, you just have to, whatever. Uh-huh. So when he went to jail, he taught himself to read with an encyclopedia and he read them so much, he actually caught a mistake in the encyclopedia. So he wrote a letter to the person in charge of the encyclopedia and was like, hey, you made this mistake. I just want you to know. And it was from an old issue. Uh, so they sent him like a new set of encyclopedias. And he caught a bunch of mistakes in there. And actually, the man he wrote to, they ended up becoming friends. And the guy who was in charge of the encyclopedia um, ended up helping him get out of jail sooner because he was like, look, good behavior. Look at all the books he read. Literacy. He improved himself. Self-improvement. Prison. Whatever. And I think actually uh, the guy who got out of prison came to visit the encyclopedia guy and stayed with his family for a little while after he got out of jail. What if you got like a day off your prison sentence for every book you read? I think that would actually be a good thing. Yeah? Yeah. I could get out of a prison sentence pretty quick. I read a lot. I'm a fast reader. Yeah. That's not why I'm advocating for this, but I just think that if the true purpose of prisons, which I know it's not, but if what we speak of is that it's one, a crime deterrent, which it's obviously not, but two, that it's intended to reform, I think that education does tend to reform people. Sure. What's the point of reforming someone if you're sending them back out into society in a place where they can't vote, they can't get government assistance, you're setting them up, and that's why they have such a high rate of recidivism. I'm just thinking I could like murder somebody and get out in like two years, just just reading nonstop. I think you'd also be limited by the number of books that are there. Mm. So you think you got to read it for the first time and it only counts the first time you read it? Mm, I think it only counts the first time you read it. Mm. Yes. Maybe you can read it twice. Because sometimes you do get more out of on second reading. But you can't, like, read um, Go Dog Go. Yeah. Like, How long does times. it have to be before it counts? We can't have, like, a picture book that's... I want to say it's kind of set up like an accelerated reader program. Mm, so they get harder if you go? different values. Oh, okay. And so you can choose. So, like, if you choose to spend your time reading more in peace, and then you pass your little, like, five-question quiz afterwards, because yeah. obviously you have to take a quiz. Oh, of course. Then you get more points for it. Which counts towards more time. Word piece would be worth like a month off your prison sentence. I think so. Yes. But if you read just like Babysitter's Club, <laughs> that's just like half half day maybe. Yeah. I'll give somebody half a day for reading Babysitter's Club. <laughs> or like Nancy Drew or like Hardy Boys. Yeah. Because that's fun. That's just like light beach reads. Sure. I don't know if they should read mysteries. That might help them figure out how to get away with stuff next time. No, they always get caught. Bad guys always get caught. Yeah, but they figure yeah, out it's how like the putting that message into their head. Like, but they figure out what caught. the Hardy Boys are, are doing, how they're thinking. Yeah, help but them the get Hardy into boys the minds. <laughs> yeah, but they still caught criminals. But they're children. Yeah, but they caught their cr- criminals. But now we catch. have adults in science and DNA and fingerprints. See, you're arguing they used to use children, and now they've evolved to better methods like now they science. Use science, yeah. yeah. But who knows how long that'll last? They do still use dogs. I love police dogs. Any crime-solving dog. There's a dog I saw who um, can smell blood even after it's been cleaned up with like bleach and stuff. Hmm. I was like, this is the most amazing dog in the whole world. I hope he has a pension. 
they just serve their whole life and they only do it out of love because they're just trying to make their handlers happy. I'm still stuck on the idea of like the Hardy Boys are in violation of child labor laws. <laughs> Somebody, they didn't get paid, so they can't be in, in violation of child labor. No, they didn't get paid. Are they just vigilantes? Yeah, they kind of are. Shit. Yeah, like I'm... Batman, but they actually solve crimes. And they have like public identities. They're not pretending to be. The Hardy Boys isn't an alias. Right. Like Nancy Drew. I want to read Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. I want the final book in the Hardy Boys series to be just like a criminal like fighting back and be like, no, this evidence isn't valid. It was it was obtained by two children. By children who wrote in a diary. (laughs) And like those books are so crazy, but I loved them so much when I was growing up. I never cared for him. I liked. I didn't care for Hardy Boys, but I really liked Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew's got to be smarter than the Hardy Boys, right? Yeah, she does it by herself. It, yeah, it took two of them to do what she's doing. Yeah, that's basically politics. Yeah. <laughs> for every two men, one woman could do that job. There you go. <laughs> that, that's weird. I did. There were some very funny tweets though about the March yesterday. That was like, um, how long did it take for like a handful of women to organize a global response to a male president that resulted in no arrests? And peaceful protests across the whole world. And everyone's like, oh, that's a good point. I was like, could have had it for a president. <laughs> we need to start okay. wrapping stuff up. Uh, oh, that's it, we're done. We're done? That's the end of it. Because they ended with that big musical number, he blows everything up. Yeah. There's no story, so there's nothing for them to resolve. Nope. And then Epic Man's like, thanks everyone, good night. And then he yells, Kareem! Kareem! He flies yeah, off he flies like, uh, Ghetto Man. Yeah. Uh, do you recommend this? Yeah, if you like Smoke and Weed, I think you, you should definitely watch this. I sort of recommend, I kind of love. I think this is funny. It's, yeah. yeah. Uh, this, uh, this is the first thing I would be like, yeah, you should watch that. We've watched so many bad things, and this is the first one that's like bad in like a funny way. Yeah. This This would be great to get some friends together and watch it together. And This is the first thing we watch. I will probably watch again. It's good, because you bought it. Yeah, I did have to buy it. It is not easy. This is not streaming anywhere. Yeah. I could not torrented anywhere had to buy a physical copy of this worth it yeah um i would say it's fun especially if you like comedy it prompted some good conversations between us yeah relates about comedy and you get to see some like good comedians in it also ed mcmahon like what a sport yeah yeah definitely do you watch the bonus features i did on not this? It, they're not good it's just all you see that <laughs> they're, you see like the final song a version of it where it just right. the, the soundtrack like fucked up and just the sound it's doesn't still, work. Like, yeah. recording every week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not even like deleted scenes. It's just like scenes where they didn't put the, the yeah. special effects in. Like an unfunny blooper reel. Yeah. Or like a globe, a Green Lantern is just standing there and like a plane is flying overhead so they can't use that footage. Why would that matter? They're inside a building. There's one scene in like the, the last one where he's outside. Oh, I thought you were talking about just the roast. Yeah. No, the special effects. They're, they're the playing that low. <laughs> Both parts are on one DVD, so That's it's a true. special effects for yes. everything. Um. Yeah. So we should talk about where Adam West goes on our list right now. Our top five: David Sherman from the Batman fan film, Matt Kohler from Demon in the Dark, Dolphy from James Batman, Catherine Victor from The Wild World of Batwoman, and Ulan Sule from The Adventures of Batman. Uh, right now, Adam West is on the list at number eight in between Xander Duca from Low Batman 
and Levant Kekir from Yesa Ara Bedman. Yeah, he's hot, Batman. Um, I don't think we should move him. He's barely in this. Yeah. And when he is, he's an abusive dad. I feel like he got worse than last week, but I don't think I can put him below... Little Batman? Well, he's already below Little Batman. I don't think I can put him below uh, oh, or Adam Bedman. I don't think he's that bad. Yeah, that guy was the one with the nurse. The nurse yeah. scheme? Yeah, I didn't like that. He was always doing backflips. Wait, are we talking about the same guy? Is this from the Turkish facial blindness one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I can put Adam West below him. Nah. At the end of the day, he was kind of an asshole, but he was, like, wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I think we should keep him at number eight. Yeah, I agree. So next week, we're finally doing a Batman movie people have heard of. That's amazing. Yeah. We're doing Batman from 1989, and I have to double check, but I think we're going to have a special guest. I have to confirm with them. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so you got anything you want to plug? Uh, no, just same old things. Instagram, Twitter, I'm Alfie Broad. Um, I think some people have added me. If not, some random people have added me on Instagram, so whatever. Uh, right now, my Facebook is still under Chelsea Jackson, so if you want to add me there, feel free to. I'm in the process of switching that over. Yeah. Um, we, we mentioned last time the reason we're now going by Warren Squibbleby is, uh, is Chelsea is uh, using the stage name. Yeah. yeah. Chelsea um, Jackson is like already registered with SAG and all that. So yeah, well, also, I mean, if you put like a wheel on the wall with like common names and just spun it, you could literally get my name. Mm. It's like Chelsea. Oh, that's one of the top five girls' names. Yeah. Marie, one of the top middle names. Jackson. Wow. Yeah. So that's one know. thing that's nice about Rathbun is no one, no one can spell you don't have it. Don't worry about it. It's not something it's... that I was like, I want a cool stage name. It was literally just like, it's either do it now and bite the bullet, or God forbid, someday I get some kind of success and have to be like last minute decision what am i gonna do yeah so that's where we are where we're are where we're are uh not be getting successes at the valerian <laughs> friend me on facebook danny rathbun r-a-t-h-b-u-n uh, like the the facebook page my my twitter is at danny rathbun again it's r-a-t-h-b-u-n uh, Instagram, yakbutter27. If you want to leave us a rating or subscribe on iTunes, we really appreciate it. Uh, can, I don't think I do. You can, If you want to book me anywhere, you can email booking at heronentertainment.com. I, I had a bunch of shows last week we didn't talk about. We can talk about that some other time. Yeah, that's sure. some cool stuff to happen. I think that's it. Uh, Kareem. Kareem.